What's up guys? Welcome to the Wheelchair Pulpit Podcast. Hope everyone is having a good day so far. In this episode, I'm going to give my thoughts on the Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher exchanges and how it's going to go when it comes to their game this season. We are exactly 100 days away until college football starts. So I'm going to give my preseason rankings. Uh, I'm going to talk about the college softball and baseball tournament. And something new that happened in my life recently. But before I do that, let me open this episode in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for giving me the ability to do this podcast. And I pray this in person's name. Amen. So Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher have been in the news lately. Not and not in the good news. Nick Saban had some words to t- say about the way Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M does recruiting and Nick Saban was doing some speaking and this is what he has to say for those who don't know what's going on. Now, if you were able to hear that, let me give my thoughts on that before I open up with what Jimbo Fisher said after that. It's pretty ballsy to say that a coach who's been doing this for, what, 20 plus years, just automatically buys the players just because you came in second. That's called being a spoiled sport. Yeah, Nick Saban is the GOAT, quote-unquote, the GOAT when it comes to college football, maybe college sports in general. But I sit up there and say that a coach and a university that's been doing that for some odd years and just because you came in second they buy their players I don't buy it Uh, I think it's wrong I think it's it shows that if you come in second and you're Nick Saban then you're automatically not doing anything right but let's um let's hear what Jimbo Fisher has to say. Last night in Alabama, first of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, seventeen-year-old kids. 
taking shots at 17 year old kids and their families that they broke state laws and they're, they're, they're all money they're, we bought every player on this group we never bought anybody no rules were broken nothing was done wrong it was all in the, and the way we do things the ethics in which we do things and these families it's despicable that a reputable head coach can come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way the narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen it's ridiculous but when, when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about go talk to coaches who coach for him you'll find out all the parody go dig into wherever he's been you can find out anything. And it's a shame that you're going to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. Now, I'm not a huge Jimbo Fisher fan just because he coached at Florida State before he went to Texas A&M. But in this instance, I agree with him. You don't call out 17, 18 year old kids and their families and say that a coach and a university is buying players. You just don't do that. You don't sit up there and say stuff like this. Nick Saban, you're never going to hear me say this. You're never going to hear my podcast show. I can say this and not being able to hear back from you. That's what you did, what you said, how you said it was wrong. It was sad. It was somehow hypocritical because someone can say the same thing about you and if so let's say so let's hypothetical hypothetically speaking let's just switch roles now if Nick's now if Jimbo Fisher said that about you, you would have gone up to your little podium and basically said the same things. But since it's not you and it's someone else, it's okay. I agree with everything that Jimbo Fisher has said. You don't call out kids, their families, a head coach who was, who can probably come out and say some pretty personal things, but he didn't. He restrained himself. So you need to, Nick Saban, you came out and apologized. Now, if I was Jimbo Fisher, I wouldn't take your apology. I would settle the score on the football field. And they're going to have their time on the football field in, in about in October or November. Now, speaking about college football, 
We are now 100 days away until kickoff. And it's been a long time. And the little jabbing between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher is just going to make things a lot more interesting and a lot more person and a lot more things personal and it's going to be interesting to see how those two the coaches and the players how they are going to act when it comes to when they see each other but I'm just going to give my top 10, my personal top 10. So last year, the top 10 that ended the season was Georgia, number one. I'm going from number one to 10. Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati, Baylor, Ohio State, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Michigan State, and Oklahoma. Now, preseason rankings don't mean anything. Let's just put put that out there. They don't mean anything. Not until it matters most, and that's when divisional games start. But everybody gets their panties in a wad when their team isn't in a specific group. But let me just give you my top my top ten going into the one hundred days. I would put number one Alabama Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Georgia. Number four, Michigan. And I'm going to leave it right there. I said I was going to do top ten. But until the rankings come out, I'm going to dive into each team and how they're going to play out. So that's just my top four. I'll get into more of it when it gets closer to the season. And then today, the college and baseball, the college softball, college baseball tournament begins and Florida softball and baseball they didn't have the greatest of seasons like they've had in the past but it's going to be interesting to see how they do but now let me end this episode with some 
pretty exciting news. Um, for those who don't follow me on social media, I have finally moved into my own apartment on the University of West Florida campus. And I'm loving every minute of it. It just shows that if you're in a dis disability, that you can do stuff that's independent-wise, and you can, if you set your mind to it, you can do whatever you need, you can do whatever you want, and I thank God, I thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for putting me in a position where I can do this, where I can be able to live on my own and have a sustainable income and resources around me where I can make this possible. But that's all I have for today's episode. Tune in next week and if you like this epi- if you like this podcast, listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow the Wheelchair Pulpit on Twitter at WheelchairPP. That's at WheelchairPP on Twitter. And you can follow me, Logan Cannon, the host, on at LoganCannon95 on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you again, and let me end this episode in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for... Put me in a position where I can do this podcast, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.